And that reading is from Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's bow together. Lord, will you help us in these moments to hear from you, your Holy Spirit inspired these words. They are essential for us to grasp if we are to be your followers, your disciples, and so Will you enable him to teach us in these moments? Give us humble hearts, willing to hear. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Well, each fall, our session picks a verse of the year. So if you're new to us, uh, this is how we begin every year with our verse of the year. Uh, We give out a card, and the idea of that is so you can put it on your refrigerator or uh, in your car someplace where you will see it so that you can memorize it, meditate on it, focus upon it. And uh, typically, periodically through the year, we will have a message about it. And often through the year, we will have application in messages from our uh, verse of the year. Uh, This year, uh, we unanimously picked Ephesians 6 beginning with verse 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Now this past year, uh, I don't know about you, but I was amazed at how the verse of the year applied to us. We kept going back to it again and again, and yet when we picked that verse A year ago in the fall, we had no idea what we would be facing this year. We came to this verse uh, as it was submitted. I have elders submit verses, and uh, the the session, as uh, always, uh, was dealing with various things, and we said, this is the verse. This is the verse for us for 2021, not knowing what will come, not because of any particular issue or a problem, but because of the importance of this for us. Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, 
devoted a substantial uh, section to spiritual warfare here in the book of Ephesians. This is, of course, all of God's books are important. This is uh, one of those books, though, that, that has a, a vast impact in terms of theology and application of theology and the nature of Christ. And uh, so for him, in his letter to the church in Ephesus to devote uh, so much uh, time to it, shows how essential it is for that church and for us if we are to be disciples. And that's our whole goal here at St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church. That's what every ministry, that's what all, every teaching, every aspect of our ministry here is in order to make and to grow disciples. We are convinced that is our calling. So uh, what we're going to do this year will be a little different than, than past years is we're actually going to spend the first four weeks not just on uh, this verse, and when I say this verse, I mean these two verses, but not just on this verse, but uh, also on the context of it, the passage that surrounds it. That's how important we believe uh, this is. And so this week we're going to look at uh, this verse, and I see it really as an umbrella for what then follows. Uh, and, and then we're going to next week look at the enemy, the nature of the enemy that we are at war with. And then the two weeks following that, we're going to look at the armor of God. Now, that's not nearly enough time to uh, exhaust those subjects. Uh, we could do this all year, and it still would not be enough time. Pastor Jason had an excellent class uh, on Wednesday night, a growth class this last fall, uh, throughout the entire fall, and I'm sure he would say, I didn't begin to cover the subject. Uh, but, but we see this as, uh, as really essential for us. So let's take a look uh, today at uh, the verse itself. And I want you to notice, first of all, that our strength is from his strength. That's the very first thing I want you to, to take away. Our strength is from his strength. Verse 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Now here's, here's some problems that believers often have. And uh, I'm including myself in this. It's not just that I've observed some of you people who have this issue, uh, but this is something that I, I believe all of us struggle with if not all the time, at least from time to time. Uh, one issue is overestimating our own strength. Now, I think about little children, and maybe I was thinking about them because I was around uh, our, our grandchildren the last week or so, and, and little children tend to overestimate their strength, don't they? I mean, they, they say, yeah, I can, you know, I could beat you up, or I could beat him up, or I could lift this house if I wanted to, you know, things like that. 
And we get it with them. Well, they just don't really understand, you know, the, the limits of their strength. But I think we tend to do the same thing when it comes to the spiritual realm. And that is that we, we overestimate. We think we got this thing because that's how we were taught, right? We're Americans. Americans are strong. We, we're, we're able to do whatever we set our mind to. We hear that again and again. And, and probably many of you were brought up with that kind of a thing. You can do that. Don't say you can't. Can't in a word and, and so on. And, and so we, we tend to carry that over even into the spiritual realm. And that can be an issue. That can be a problem if we overestimate our own strength. Right along with that, we sometimes overestimate our own perseverance. In other words, not just our initial strength, but how long that strength is going to last. We think, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty well with this right now. And then too easily we might let our guard down, and that, that puts us in danger. And we think, well, I, I've kind of got this, I'll move on to something else and we overestimate that, that we can persevere longer. So with that, we need a reminder of the limits of our strength, or to put it even more bluntly, we need a reminder of our weakness. Again, that goes against the grain. And for some, when you're reminded of your weakness, it, it can cause discouragement. But I am thoroughly convinced that if we come to grips with our own weakness, that it will ultimately lead to encouragement because it will drive us to Christ and being driven to Christ and his strength will encourage us and uh, enable us to stand. So let's try to think back to uh, what Paul was doing here with the believers in, in Ephesus. Uh, he's talking to believe, uh, Christians there, uh, those who in that city were in the minority, and so therefore it was difficult to be in the minority. It was, uh, there was uh, always some kind of persecution uh, going on, hostility, because they were followers of Christ. And so Paul, in this letter, was seeking to strengthen the church. Here are some ways he sought to strengthen, by reminding them of their great value to God in Christ, that the Father set his love upon us in Christ. And reminding them Strengthening them by reminding them that it wasn't about how good they were or how good their works were, but it was about what Christ had done and teaching them about grace. And so he sought to strengthen them in that way. And then he sought to strengthen them in terms of teaching them about the new community. Now, back in, in 2015, uh, I... Uh, taught through, preached through the book of Ephesians. 
and uh, called the series at that time New Life, New Community. The point being that what Paul was saying was so radical to them when he applied the, the theology, when he taught them, look, this is what this means to marriage. This is what this means to your worship. This is what it means to your raising children, to your work, to your serving others. And it was so radical that it really was a new community. But he was trying to strengthen them in that. And then he gets to this point and he says, finally, be strong. Now, what's he going to tell them in order for them to be strong? What's he going to tell them of how to cope with being in in the minority, how to, how to get through this life. He understood that it, it wasn't enough just to, to get them pumped up to, to stand strong. Uh, he totally knew that. If you've ever uh, been to a, a place where they have a motivational speaker, lots of businesses do this. You, you can see them on TV uh, where, you know, it's a you-can-do-it you can really do this thing, and a good motivational speaker will convince you that you can do that. Um, coaches like to do that, right? A coach, you know, before a game, he will talk to them, and he will say, you got this, uh, you can beat uh, these guys or, or these girls, and, and uh, here's why, and he'll get them pumped up, and, you know, let's do it for so-and-so or, or whatever, and, and then they go, uh, busting out of the locker room, and then they get creamed on the field. <laughs> well, why is that? Well, he got them to overestimate their strength, right? He got them to overestimate really what, what they could do, and it doesn't last. Paul knew better than that. He didn't just say, live your best life now. He wouldn't do that. He said, look, there is a way to be strong, but our strength lies in the Lord, not in me pumping you up or just saying, get out there and be strong. So he goes on then, and he emphasizes that the enemy is real. Uh, in verse 11, Paul uses the phrase, the schemes of the devil. Now, for those of us in this service and probably most of you viewing this online, most of you, if we took a survey and said, do you think the devil is real, you would probably check the yes box. I think the devil is, is real. But we can't take that for granted. Because sometimes even if we think the devil is real, we, we act like he's not. Or we act like, He's not even in the fight anymore, or he's totally impotent, and that's not the case. He talks about the schemes of the devil. So he's saying he's real, um, and here's what we need to know. Satan, the devil, is, is not what you're thinking he is. Uh, let me give you the continuum some people think of how bad Satan is by 
what they've seen in, in movies and so on, and there can be terrifying things. The other end of the continuum is, you know, you see the little kid on Halloween dressed up. And then, then there's everywhere in between. Here's all I want to tell you in terms of, of Satan, and that is however you picture him in your mind, however, whatever you think his wiles are, they are actually worse. They are worse than you can imagine. But he also loves to be underestimated. Second thing about him is that uh, he's at war with God's people. He's already lost against God. He knows that, by the way, which is amazing that he keeps fighting. He knows how this is going to end. He knows how the war is going to end. He knows the Bible. He knows the Bible better than some of us in all likelihood. So he knows what his destination is, but he is still attacking God's people. Back on 9-11-2001, I recall a number of interviews after that how uh, those that studied terrorism, those that were in tune with what was going on around the world, they kept saying things like this. Uh, The terrorists have been at war with us. We just didn't know it or we just didn't acknowledge it. We didn't act like we were at war with them. So what happened? Well, there was a vulnerability because they were at war with us and in some ways we didn't act like we were at war with them. We must not do that when it comes to spiritual warfare. It's when we refuse to acknowledge that that we have an enemy or that we're at war, when we refuse to acknowledge that, we will be the most vulnerable to spiritual attack. So once we realize Satan's real, uh, again, here are two dangers, uh, opposite, really opposite dangers with that. The one the one danger is saying, yeah, he's real, but, um, you know, God's got this. I don't, I don't need to think about it and, or ever talk about it or whatever or acknowledge that there is a spiritual battle going on. Or the other end is seeing a demon behind uh, every poinsettia bush, you know. Uh, and I, you've probably been around some people like I have, Christians, that seem to talk more about Satan or his demons, and they talk about the Lord. And there can be a real fear with that. Neither of those is a right way to look at it. Uh, We need to understand that Satan is the author of schemes. Uh, Chapter 4, verse 14 calls them deceitful schemes. And we will be talking more about him next week. The third thing I want you to see today is this. Uh, There's a way to stand against the enemy. Verse 11, 
Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Now here's what we need to know. Here Paul is defining the field. Every sport that I'm aware of has a defined field. And Paul is, is doing that. Well, this isn't a sport. And this is unlike, uh, it's not a game. It's unlike any war that this world has ever seen. But here's, here's an important thing to understand about it, and that is that we have an armor that God made that when it is used and worn makes us so that we do not have to lose this battle. Look at uh, what he says. He gives us two ways for us to stand. One is his might. Uh, Satan is not the equal to God. So don't have in your mind the picture that, well, we got God over here and he's good and we got Satan right over here and, and he's, he's bad and, and they're, they're clashing like this and I, I hope God wins. I'm on his side. Hope Satan can't overtake him. That's not it at all. Satan cannot overcome God or ultimately his people. But we need to believe that there's a battle going on. This is war, uh, unlike wars that we have seen. And we need to know that our only hope for survival is in the strength of his might. If you fight on your own, you will be routed. And again, we are most susceptible to attack when Satan uh, sees one relying on their own strength. Think of, think of Peter right there with Jesus, and Jesus says, you know, you're, you're going to run, you're going to deny me. What's Peter say? Even if everybody else leaves you, I won't do it. Within a few hours, he denied him three times. He was functioning in his own strength. He had the best of intentions. At that moment when he said that, you couldn't have convinced him that he would deny Jesus. But then he tried to persevere with his own strength. So the second way he gives us to stand, and again, we'll be looking at this in more depth in a couple of weeks, is his armor. And the fact that there is armor should remind us uh, that we, we can't use our own strength. And in and of our own strength, we have no protection. We're not able to stand against the evil one. You know, those who design armor, and this has been true all, all down through the centuries, how do they design it? Well, they, they look at the weapons of the enemy, don't they? And whatever the, the most deadly weapon of the enemy is, then they try to design armor that will stop the worst of what the enemy has to kill. And that's what armor, that's how it gets designed. We need to understand that God's the one that designed the armor. 
And that's a good thing because he knows the enemy better than any of us. And he knows all of the weapons and the wiles of the enemy. And he doesn't bother to elaborate all of them. We will see, you know, we know what some of them are. But what he does is he says, look, I've got, a, I've got an armor that I have designed for you that if you put it on, you use it rightly, then no matter what he tries to pull, it won't penetrate your armor. And so we need to understand those. So while I want you to acknowledge that there is a spiritual warfare going on, I want you to come away from here today being reminded and acknowledging that that Satan is a reality and that there is a war going on. God has drafted us to fight in the war. It's not a choice. You can't get out of it. Those things are true. But I want to leave you with this. Don't be afraid. Don't try to fight him with your own strength. Don't run from the evil one. Run to your elder brother. Go to your big brother. He's going to fight for you, and he can beat the enemy. Satan was no match for Jesus. The evil one tried to tempt him. He tried to defeat him. He tried to distract him from his mission, but there was no way he could. Satan was defeated at every point, and ultimately that is Satan's destination. John agreed. He said in 1 John 4, 4, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Paul said elsewhere in Romans 8, 31, if God is for us, who can stand against us? And then he said, finally be strong in the Lord. In the strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil and having done all to stand firm. Let's pray together. Lord, help us to acknowledge our weakness And as we do that, to then rejoice in your strength. To know that to be in Christ, to utterly rely upon your strength, is to put us on the side of the victor. Thank you that you have shown us that. Thank you that there is no doubt how this will end. But we are conscious, Lord, that we are still in a battle. And so help us daily to be strong in you and in the strength of your might. And we pray this in Jesus' precious name.
Amen.